everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite movie podcast. It's Netflix Book Club, everybody. The Netflix Book Club. Netflix Book Club. Mike coming in with a lot of energy. Yeah, I baby. Like I'm very excited. we got a great, great guest on this podcast. I'm very excited for Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Matt Wayne. Hey, this is great. I've never seen you have this much energy ever. I am psyched to have this you here. cool. Sitting on my couch. This is. I'm gonna say the same thing. I think Mike did a fucking line in the bathroom or something yeah. in between episodes. You are keyed up, man. I've never seen him this uh, ready to go. It's a Keurig. It's a knockoff. Well, we got to uh, we got to bring that kind of energy, I think, because the movie that we watched this week is a Netflix original film. It's a remake of a Danish film. Does that matter? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think so. Never think saw so. the original. Neither did I. Delicious, though, but never saw it. The movie is called The Guilty. A troubled police detective assigned to 911 operator duty scrambles to save a distressed caller during a harrowing day of revelations and reckoning. Wow. See, now that description is different from the one that I originally read. What did you read originally? Really? Where did you read it? Because I have I, – I, do you guys use that Just Watch app? No, never heard of that. No, what's that? It's a great app. It will tell you – if you just put in a movie, it will tell you what it's streaming on. So if you want to see, like, say you want to be like, I want to watch City Slickers. This is an app I can download on my phone? Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get it. So, which is funny because you said Netflix, and I <coughs> give a cough button. Um, <laughs> yes. But the, one on, the one on Just Watch says a demoted police detective. Ooh. Not troubled. Oh. A demoted police detective feels both conflicted. True. Both con- true. Yeah, both true. Troubled, and demoted. He, he's very troubled, and he's very demoted. It seems like he was more... In a more serious role prior to right now, he's a nine one one operator. I mean, he threw he traded in the gun and the badge for the phone. No one's gonna be happy with that. Yeah, the headset on and off with it. Yeah, it's annoying. A lot of headset, a lot of FaceTime. I uh, I came into this movie not expecting it to be ba- like I didn't really read the cop thing. I thought it was gonna be way more about like a nine one one operator during the day, and, like something crazy happens. I didn't know there was gonna be this whole cop angle. Where right. we eventually find out that he shot and killed a 19-year-old kid. And yeah, yeah. And the, and the, the, the details surrounding that also were very, like... Vague? Vague. I thought they were going to do maybe, like, uh, they were trying to maybe be, like, prescient and do, like, a, like oh, maybe he killed... What was that word you just said? Prescient. How do you spell that? <laughs> Write it down, Mike. P-R-E-S-C-I-E-N-T. There you go. Prescient. There you go. Can you use it in a sentence? Matt Wayne will. I think he um. just did. I think he just did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but it just seems like he just killed a random kid. Like there was no like I thought maybe like he killed like an African American man or something, and they were going to be like, "It's a good guess." No, like I thought maybe like <laughs> go down that road, be like he, you know, and because he's an LA cop, I don't know. It's like they leave of, all the context of, out. They don't really yeah. go down that but road. They, they, they're like, "Why did you do it?" He's like, "Cause I could." Yeah, right. Like, well, that line is supposed to let you know. There's a lot of bad lines in this movie. <laughs> yeah, actually, at one point they go. We got him. Wait, wait, wait. We Which is him. an inside joke Dennis <laughs> does constantly. We got, we got him. We got, <laughs> we got him. <laughs> uh, well, you say something wrong, we got him. We got him. So let me ask you this for you guys. Sure. Uh, at what point I paused it and I saw that it was 30 minutes in <laughs> and I go, man, we're still inside this building. We're not going to oh, get out. Oh, you didn't know. I didn't know we weren't going to get out of this building. Oh, okay. I thought maybe we'd get some like. Is that know, when you texted me? Yeah, yeah. Well, also because I looked, I looked at the cast when you originally texted me, and I was like telling my my wife how excited I was because I'm like Gyllenhaal, uh, Peter Sarsgaard, Paul Dano, Bill Burr. Uh, Paul Dano. Yeah. Was he in this movie? They're all voices, though. Paul Dano is not a voice in this movie. Yes. yes. No way. Ethan Hawke. Ethan, Ethan Hawke. That's what I'm saying. 
That's what I'm saying. So like, I didn't. Even I didn't lives see... in the neighborhood. He's like, he's like five blocks away from me. That's we right. Gotta... Call him up. Get him over here. I didn't see when I was looking at the cast all the little in parentheses voice, 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 voice. Yeah. So it's a ripoff. This movie is just Jake Gyllenhaal's face. Yes. So they're depending so heavily on exposition. Like anytime they can slip it in. Like the wife, he calls the wife. She's like, yes. we've been broken up for six months. And uh, <laughs> people don't talk that way. People don't explain. And you know my car is broken and I have a bum leg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew for some reason I didn't know there was the cop aspect, but I knew this was going to be like almost like a bottle episode movie where it's all about this one guy and it's all him on the phone. There's another movie that's a lot like this called Locke. Have, have either of you seen or heard of that? No. no so sir. It's Tom Hardy driving in a car in real time for 90 minutes. Just having phone calls. Oh, boy. I think that sounds like a more interesting film. Because it was I, I better love than Tom The Hardy. Guilty. Let's get to that right away. I'm going to say don't stream it. This movie was kind Matt of... Matt Wayne, stream it or don't stream it? Don't stream it, and here's why. <laughs> uh, I found one user review and one official review with the same headline of their review. Uh, this movie should be guilty of wasting my time. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I, I enjoyed that because I felt the same way. <laughs> But like, if I didn't, if I wasn't doing a podcast with friends, sure, you know, this is the fun part, right? But if I was just like sitting at home, like, ah, eh, I got nothing to do. Let's pop this on. I like Jalen Hall's handsome face. He's got a great jawline. Do you like a review before you go into a movie? Will you like to see what people are saying before you dive in? I don't usually because I feel like that will sway you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Just hit play. Unless it's like a director like I really love. Like I still haven't seen Licorice Pizza yet, but everybody I know who's seen it says it sucks. It doesn't suck. But it's not. It's not good as his other films. It's I'm not sure. as. I mean, he's got yeah, quite a resume. PTA and PTA it's, is the best. It's but California in the seventies. You want Boogie Nights too? It's yes, not Boogie Nights. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I haven't seen it. I heard subtle, subtle. But back to guilty. Uh, all the red flags are there. <laughs> is this Matt Wayne's podcast? You're no, doing, I'm you do a better right. job than do a better job than we do. Well, they don't say what he has to say. <laughs> Only because Boogie Nights is one of my favorite films. And if we start talking about Boogie Nights, Fair. this will quickly become Boogie yeah, Nights. Yeah, Fair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All the red flags are there. First off, a remake of a movie that only came out three years before. I thought that was odd. That's odd. And uh, then you see this isn't Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know if you read this. They shot this film in eleven days. I did not know that. That sounds. Too long. Too long. <laughs> it's too only long. one scene. And the director... Two scenes, maybe. The director got COVID on day one, so he directed it from a van with monitors. On he was Zoom? Not, oh, my God. He, he, he was not in? on the stage, on the soundstage, or talking to anybody. He was just, like, in his COVID van being like, Cut! Wow, this sucks. Cut! I didn't... <laughs> cut! He's, like, he's frozen from the Wi-Fi. He's rolling down the window. <laughs> he's sticking his head out, like, move it! Mark! Yeah, and it's like, my Zoom... Froze, I'll have to scream out the window. Rolling. <laughs> I didn't catch the uh, directing from a van. That's got to be a first. But I did see that there's like nine producers on this film. Yeah. Which I know can just mean that like they threw some money. But even like three, four, you go, okay, there's like nine of them on here. It's too many. And it's a remake. So like how many people really need to be involved in this thing? Well, right. I think also they're all like buddies. Because it's, it's the same director who did uh, Southpaw and Training Day. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, it's all like, so, like, obviously, he's buddies with like Ethan Hawke, and it's Jake. part of the Ethan Hawke universe. Yes. So I think happening. I think these these rich, fucking Hollywood people. Whoa! I dropped the first f bomb. They get together and they're like, I want to make this movie. It was made in Denmark three years ago, and they're like, Yeah, I'll pay for that. Right. And then yeah. like they they got nothing to lose. 
feels like more of an American film when you start throwing in the cop shooting a civilian aspect. Yes. When I read that it was a Danish remake, I'm like, are they shooting people in <laughs> wherever they speak Danish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wherever they're doing that. I always thought those Danish-speaking places were pretty cool. They are cool in Denmark, and I don't think they have guns. So yeah. this whole thing is bullshit. So this Denmark cop in this Denmark original film brought his own gun to work. It was only a taser, actually. That's why, that, that's why they had to remake the movie. So he threw a coffee in some kid's face. Yeah. Still the same amount of drama. Like, he's wrestling with himself at night. His wife leaves him. He's got to take on a different job and shit. And it's like, oh, I kind of just kicked some kid in the back of the knee to get him on the ground or something. High crime in Danish land. Yeah. Have you guys been to Denmark? I've been to all the time, all the time. Amsterdam, never. have you? Yeah, Amsterdam. I've never. I've only been to the airport, in Amsterdam. So I didn't get to. I didn't get to have any fun. But I've been to Denmark. It is beautiful, and uh, everyone's very nice. And it doesn't seem like anyone has a job. <laughs> and one time I was at a bar like in Copenhagen, and the bartender was like bragging to me about how Copenhagen is the number one recruiting city for ISIS. Bragging, really? yeah, bragging. He was like. We're number one. I was like, that's how awesome it is here. You guys would rather They got join. too much time on their hands, yes. it sounds like. They want to feel something. Yeah. When they you're want... just riding your bike all day and someone comes up to you with a pamphlet, you're going to read the pamphlet over there. <laughs> you're like, what's this? New York, <laughs> you throw that shit out. No one's getting recruited in New York. But over Paragliding, there, the mountains. Haven't just... you wanted to travel? <laughs> ISIS is like, we have bikes. Stick up. <laughs> Give <laughs> me a second. It's like ice and we have bikes. Like, yeah, we have bikes. We have crepes. Whatever you want. We'll make it just like home. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess in the original film, though, it probably is a uh, – would you watch the original film now after seeing this? I would because uh, everything I read, people say it's it's the far superior film. Yeah. Oh. I believe that. I also believe that I don't buy into an American cop kind of like wrestling with himself and then telling his buddy like, tell him how it happened. Tell him I'm guilty. I don't buy that. The yeah. blue wall of silence is strong here. Whereas in Denmark, I can see them being like, if someone gets shot in like a European country by the cops, it's a fucking huge story. Yeah. In yeah. the States, it's like, yeah, that happens all the time. But there's far fewer guns on the streets. Yeah. So there's far fewer instances where the cops have to pull them out. Yeah. A lot you less know, it's black a whole people thing. in Denmark, too, I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah. If I had to guess. Where's the, well, the soundboard? <laughs> we got them. <laughs> we got them. Get that cough button out that we talked about. <laughs> Well, is it? It's funny. Like, if it, in Europe, if like a cop shoots somebody, then they go, "Ah, cops don't have guns anymore." Yeah, done deal. Yeah, like Australia just said, "No more guns." Here, and like the people next get day, shot, they're like, "Ah, we'll take them out of dicks." Sporting goods. <laughs> have you ever know. seen the video of them dumping the guns into the ocean in Australia? No, literally, guns were just made illegal, and the next day, people just they showed up. They dumped them in the ocean? They, I don't know how they rounded them up, but I've seen a video. <laughs> I mean, maybe, listen, I could be a victim of misinformation here. It could have been some other country or incident, but I've seen a video, allegedly in Australia, where it's like, I think it was like the 90s or whatever. Yeah, it's happened. Recent, hi recent history. Yeah, recent history, mm -hmm. and they were like, we got all the guns together, and as many as we could, and they fucking dumped them in the middle of the ocean. I don't know about the dumping in the ocean part, but... I, I guess that's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, maybe if there's something that like, don't we put like old train cars in our oceans here? Oh, we're gonna the guns shooting the guns the, the, is the, gonna the, cause more pollution anyway. People yeah. think the oceans are rising because of the sun and climate change. It's not. It's because of Australia dumping all those guns. <laughs> A in lot of guns and Americans choo choo trains going <laughs> in the ocean. Shotguns. <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake. He Gyllenhaal. Great job. Great. I mean, listen, the acting wasn't bad. The for, acting was yeah, incredible. For what he had, for this script, for this thing, it's you, you in a room the whole time with a couple other people, couple other people he talks to. I could have used maybe, I don't know, what do you think, two more jokes? 
a couple. Are there any? Jo- we get there's one the joke one early little, on. Yeah, there's one little moment where he's like, "We should get a beer." To the guy next yes. to him, and then they kind of have a moment, and I was like, "This is what this film needs—a little levity, something a little lighter." And then you were hoping that fat guy who he said we'll get a beer with, because he looks over from time to time, yeah, kind of dis- dismissing or upset with how Jake Gyllenhaal is not really being a great nine one one operator. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal is an awful nine one one operator, yeah. and he's, he's everyone really know, bad. Everyone knows. Everyone in that room knows that Jake Gyllenhaal. I think his character's name is Joe. Whatever. <laughs> Joe's there because he fucking shot someone nine months ago. He's waiting to go to court. Right. First of all, the anxiety in that room alone, knowing that you're working with like a cop who's probably got PTSD dealing with all this shit, blah, blah, blah. Why, why does Jake have the gun on him as a 911 operator? Did anyone else notice that? Because you're I a cop on that. duty. You got the gun. On yeah, but you would probably get they would probably take it away if you killed somebody. Also, you're supposed to be on the phones all day. Like put it in your fucking locker, dude. Yeah, I don't. You know, I think that's standard procedure. So that atmosphere is going on, and like now the guy who everyone's kind of got their eye on anyway, he's like yelling at people on he's the like line. Really, he's judging them. He's like screaming at people in the room and he's shit. Like, Did you take drugs? You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do drugs. And don't, don't don't say that to somebody. Don't you think if he's awaiting trial, even if it's internal investigation, that he's a little bit more preoccupied about the story he's about to tell about the person he killed. He like, should be. Like the first 911 call, he's like totally invested. He has to change this person's life. He's a life saver. <laughs> he's this complete stranger. You don't know what the hell the situation well, is. Was, and that's the confusing part too. I was like, so is this movie going to be about a guy who's like the most dedicated 911 operator call center guy? Because that's what it's like. And then like later in the film, when he's trying to sort it all out with Henry and what's her name? Emily? Emily, I think, yeah. And then the one guy, he's like, Stop driving your bike drunk, you asshole, and then, like, hangs up on him. Yeah. It's so stupid. That guy yeah. got hit by a truck two seconds later. <laughs> yeah, he's by the dead. Way. <laughs> it's all Joe's More fault. blood on Joe's hands. Anything to stop the phone calls. At the very least, going back to how, like, Joe's mind isn't in the right place to be a 911 operator and all this stuff, and he's acting out. Also, it's the night before your big court case, which you've been waiting nine months for, and you're working till 2 a.m., allegedly. That's what they said. They're like, it's almost 2. We're off at 2. Well, he doesn't leave. He never leaves. He's he supposed never leaves to go home. First of all, was either that or I wondered if maybe his ex-wife lived in a different time zone because he's in L.A. He's on the West Coast. But no. that's... No. No, I don't think it was... How? Maybe, but even How? that... They were talking about the work <laughs> shift. <laughs> How? No, that they were talking about it's not possible that to have make any in another sense. time zone. What are That's you, an idiot? <laughs> Actually, that is pretty likely. If your spouse shoots someone, makes the news, you're going to court. We're going to move to Minnesota. Yeah, you deal with this on your own. Where we're they shoot everybody. Put some space between us for this family. Stop calling me. Joe, you can't come over anymore. In fairness to, uh, so we see Emily. Emily's the crazy. We find out she's mentally We don't see Ill. her, though. We never we see her. I don't think she's a real person. I think that was an AI. Paul Dano was the voice of Emily. Fuck you. No, she, I still am. I am going to go back. Who was Paul Dano? What voice? <laughs> I don't know. Was he one of the friends? He might have been the cop. Wait, no, wait. The cop that he keeps calling, I think that's Ethan Hawke. Yes. The and drunk one who has Henry is Sarsgaard. I can't. Don't look to me for validation. I think Henry is Peter Sarsgaard. <laughs> well, you can. I'll just say yes. <laughs> Dano, Dano is in there somewhere. You hear Bill Burr for like five seconds. I don't know if you caught that. Was that was so yeah, funny. He, was the, yeah. uh, he owned the, what was it? boxing ring or the gym he's like i thought he was another cop i thought he was another cop i asked oh. him for backup because yeah. of the fires i didn't watch the movie who owned a boxing <laughs> ring yeah, what are you talking about <laughs> yeah, wait, what the hell's wrong with you? Movie are you talking about you guys ever see the punisher <laughs> <laughs> that is great though like what a great role for bill burr was probably never even on set no just did it from his home we need a cop in distress yeah we need a cop in distress. <laughs> oh fuck like yeah, it's the <laughs> fucking brutal. and then i'm sorry i'm just it, it's crazy to me that paul dano to me that's a big get 
like I know there's some big names in this movie. But Paul Dano is like a huge get for a shitty movie. I like need to this. look up who Dano was. All right, look, you look it up. But I, I was going to say Emily, the mentally ill woman. We later find out who has almost killed her son. We find out the son lives or whatever. But we find out that she uh, she opened up his. She stabbed him or cut him open, whatever, because he had snakes in his stomach. Toddler. And watching this, he's a toddler. He's a toddler. I'm watching this and I'm thinking, in fairness to this woman. What better reason to kill your kid than, like, he had snakes in his stomach? <laughs> snakes. You know I mean, if you find out your kid has snakes in his stomach, you should kill that kid. We'll get a new one. <laughs> yeah, you, you should. Let's I get mean. a new one. I also wonder, like, how many different things the writers came up with before they settled on steak, snakes in the stomach. Like, oh, uh, there's bees in his knees. No. <laughs> Butterflies? No. We got uh, pop rocks in my brain. <laughs> no, no. There's poop in my butthole. Well, that one makes sense. You can't really <laughs> kill your kid over poop in his butthole. He's That's got a kid poop in his butthole. I think it was supposed to be, you were supposed to scratch your head. Like you're beginning to realize, oh, she's mentally ill. What do you mean beginning? To, once she says he had snakes in his stomach, I'm like, oh, this woman's crazy. Oh, right. So Paul Dano was Matt Fontenot, like one of the first guys that called 911. Was he the one who the guy that the did the prostitute? Drug. Or the guy that was oh. the prostitute. Yeah, the guy that gets his computer stolen. What a wow! I okay. can't believe he did that. So they're just calling in favors here. Yeah, seems. this is pure like because he he lives in Brooklyn too. All right, everyone from this film lives. Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> Ethan Hawke was probably like, I got a thing. You guys, you got Zoom. <laughs> you guys got Zoom in Brooklyn. There? You can do it. You can do it over Zoom. Also, Judy from Righteous Gemstones was in this film, which is crazy. I didn't realize that. They're all voices. They're See, all and like you're not. It's not the kind of thing where you like you're like I know that voice. No. Besides, <laughs> besides Bill Burr, everyone right. else like once Bill comes on and he's got three lines, you're like oh it's Bill. But everyone because I would know all these actors and actresses if I saw them in person. But I guess that just goes to show how useless your voice is alone. This is an audio only podcast. Everybody keep that in mind. <laughs> I like that Dennis said Bill for Bill Burr. Is your buddy? That's my cousin. Okay. Yeah. That's my, All right. my cousin Bill Burr. All right. All right. Billy boy. Brutal. Uh, you guys ever call 911? I've never called 911. Have I ever, ever called 911? Uh, no. No. I called 911 one time, I think, and they were about as useless as Jake Gyllenhaal was in this movie as a 911 operator. Hold on. I was in a car accident. I called 911. That's why you can't remember. Car accident. Brain, <laughs> brain injury. I'm still. Yeah. No, it was like it was a three car Accident. I got hit from behind, went into the car in front of me, and I was like, yeah, you got to call the cops. And they were like, you got to call? Well, they, they elected you? The no, no, I'm just saying. You know, like, that, was me, that was me speaking to myself. Mike had the mustache. <laughs> they were like, well, you're clearly a cop. Just I, call call your buddies. Do you want me to just write this up, fellas? <laughs> uh, how was it? Were they good for did the Did they come? Yeah. Quickly? Uh, they Yeah, it was on it was on Parkway, Long Island, and Rush Hour on the way to work. Ah, so they're there right away. So, they, yeah, he probably wasn't far. He was there pretty quickly, got us off the road. I was walking in the suburbs one night when I was in high school with a buddy of mine. We were smoking pot or whatever, and we saw this dude get out of his truck and fight this car. Fight, not fight the car, but he <laughs> fought this, the guy in the car. They both got out and, like, started swinging on each other, and the guy in the pickup was clearly inebriated, like, very drunk. You could just tell by the way he was, like, throwing these haymakers and wobbling around. He felt no pain. Which is, yeah, exactly. He was like, there's nothing stopping this guy. I certainly wasn't going to get involved. But I did call 911 to be like, yo, there's a drunk guy fighting people on whatever cottage road, blah, blah, blah. And the fucking 911 operator was like, okay, well, what's your name? And I was like, I'd really rather not say. I'm just calling it an anonymous tip. Like, here's the license plate. Here's what direction he's headed on this road. But, like, he just fought a guy, and he's definitely drunk. And they're like, without a name, we can't take any. Wow. I, that's what I thought. I think I, I was just thinking to myself as you were talking. I'm like, 
that's like from the movie. I'm like, you did everything right. Right. I, yeah. Here's the information. Like if I were telling it to a police officer, it's like, what more information do you need? I said what he looked like. All this stuff. I don't know if that's true, though. After seeing how unprofessional Joe was in this movie, it's like, how just much give, freedom? Just give a fake name. If the call... I was high. I wasn't thinking yeah. of a fake name. If the call isn't fake, because I'm sure that's illegal. Yeah, cranking 911. Is illegal. But to say my name's not, you know, just say some other name. Who gives a shit? You're calling in a real crime. What do they yeah. care? John yeah, Joseph right. called. Oh, that's a real person. You know, John Henry called. Oh, that's a real person. They're like, oh, John, John Henry, <laughs> can you prove it? Can you come down and give us your ID real you, quick? You work on the railroad? This guy? 300 I, years ago? I never called 911, but I did once alert people to call 911. Oh, hey, call 911. Yeah, uh, that nice. was cool. That's, That's a cool that was guy you? to be. <laughs> when I was 13 or 14, I was a paper boy back when they still did this Whoa, in the country. On a bicycle? I didn't have a bicycle. I just walked. With a satchel. With a, with a big old satchel. Dragging it on the floor? Just dragging it. So nice. I, uh, I'm guessing no cell phone, 13 year old Matt. No, Wayne, no right? cell phone. That's why you're like yelling at people, like, <laughs> call 911. So I'm walking. The to, suburbs and, and of like, what? Of Buffalo. Suburbs of Buffalo. I finished my route. My buddy, he had the paper route across the way. There were all these apartment buildings. Like, they weren't even near where we lived. Whose satchel was bigger? Oh, that's a. Probably you don't have to answer that, man. Mine because he was a bad paperboy. He threw away all his inserts. That's a smart paperboy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he threw away his inserts. Yeah, I mean, they also set us up with our 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 paper box was always next to a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> they were asking us to throw away the fucking things. <laughs> These are like the piles of bricks that were found during like, yeah. the protests and shit. It's like right. it happens to be next, next to, to a, a construction site that's just building a building. So I finish and I was like, all right, I'll go see what Jim's up to on his route. And then I, this old lady's on the ground just like wailing around, just like crying and all this and uh, is it snowy? It's snowy. It's icy. Ooh. She's like, I fe-. it was like literally like the commercial. Like I fell. I can't get up. Right. So I, I alerted all the neighbors to call the cops. I was like, call the cops. And then it's the paper boy. It's the paper boy. <laughs> and then they like I like I got in the local paper. They're like local boy alerts people. And they're all about it. Old bag on the ground here. <laughs> she was a real old bag. And when they wrote up the article in the Buffalo News, they said that this it was like slapstick comedy <laughs> they said that this lady slipped on some ice her cane flew in the air and then landed on her head <laughs> i was like god damn how did i miss that that would have been cool then i get to school the next day and i find out it's my homeroom teacher's mother what yes wow and i'm thinking oh what a waste, what a waste right yes, what a waste. <laughs> yes you don't get homeroom. a grade in homeroom what you a waste shit <laughs> She'll let you go to the bathroom a bunch. That's about all you're getting. Come in late. Library privileges, maybe. You saved saved grandma. I saved grandma. I saved. I kind of saved a woman like that one time. No police involvement, but I'll. I was walking home one night. I was living in Brooklyn, and it was a very snowy night. And like from three blocks away, I could see someone in the middle of the street just trying to get up and not being able to get up. Get closer and closer. It's an old woman. And I'm like, she doesn't speak English, she speaks Spanish. I speak very broken Spanish. And I'm like, come on and I'll walk you home. Like, I help her up, I walk her home. Doesn't it turn out this woman lives on the same block as me? Not just on the same block as me, but like right across the street from me. Wow. So I walked her to her door and I said, I was like, I live right there. Like, you know, I'll see you again, take care. You know, I saw this woman like a week later, she ignored me on the street. What? (laughs) She didn't give me nothing. Was she inebriated? (laughs) She might have been. I don't know. I don't think so. So there was no like it, you go hi I'm Dennis like I like waved to her and like looked at her and she just like fucking iced me dude I don't maybe even, she was embarrassed 
Yeah, be embarrassed. But I saved you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Give me a give me a gracias. Give me I'm not saying you need to bake me cookies, but you should acknowledge me on the street. She could give you a gracias. Cookies would be nice. So when I saw her the next time I gave her a little hip check and she went down again. <laughs> <laughs> now no one's gonna help yeah. you. <laughs> Who's gonna help you now, lady? Yeah. Ab- I bet you bet you remember me now. Yeah, right? I don't know. It's uh Abuelita. This movie is just uh it's ninety minutes. Let of me life. ask you this. The title is The Guilty? Who? Who were they referring well, to? Well, okay, so that was another thing I wanted to get into, the corniness of the exposition. There's also, I'm sure you caught this too, at, towards the end of the film. I'm sure, but you go ahead and explain it. <laughs> towards the end of the film, after he's like, you know, everything is somewhat resolved, his co-worker goes, broken people save broken oh. people. Yeah, what the fuck was that? Oh, oh my God. The, first of all, I'm pretty yeah. sure the phrase is, Hurt people hurt people. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've always heard. <laughs> yeah. Like uh-huh. Like an alcoholic like, dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is the what is the message of this movie that like even bad cops can do good things? Hold I don't on. like that message. Wait, if that's li- the message, what was the line? Broken people, broken people help broken help people or help or save broken people. Which also broken I don't even agree save with. Broken people, because he save he saved people. Emily because she was gonna like jump off the overpass or whatever. Yeah, right. And he made a promise to the girl to get his mom home, and it's weird too because. I, obviously, we didn't watch the original, so we don't know if the original has like a happy ending. But like, she doesn't kill herself. The kid with the snakes is gonna live. I thought that somehow. kid was dead. And then right as I the credits come up, dead. you hear the audio of local cop indicted or or pleads convicted. Uh, right, yeah, he pl- pleads guilty of manslaughter. Yeah, and they're like, you'll never see your daughter again. And I'm like, if that's pleading guilty to manslaughter, and he shot a 19 year old for now, granted, when he's talking about that, he's like, why did I do it? Well, he had hurt someone, and I did it because I could. It's like. Sounds like murder to me. I think we're past manslaughter at this point. Yeah, true. Sounds like you didn't try and do everything you could do as a police officer first. Yeah. But it's they don't give you any information on that story anyway. Very purposely, it, too. I'm curious about the Danish original, but like I think it's a very – it's a sure-footed thing to do to be like, all right, police come under fire in the States a lot for killing civilians. Like, let's make sure we keep this one – we can't mention race. We can't mention really. I'm why. curious. I was hoping I'm they curious. Would. I was hoping they would too. I wonder if at the end of the original he does the time. I mean, I guess that's the point of. If there is a point, is that the point of the movie? He realizes that he should be accountable. I guess. I don't. It's know really weird. It's really weird. I also I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I I don't like films or television that do this to me. Where like I feel like I'm at work. I felt like I was in this building. Like, you got to get me out of this building. Well, like, and I felt like I might as well throw a headset on and be like, <laughs> like, it was too much. I need like a like. And then like the only t- only the only reprieve we ever got was like him barfing in the toilet or yeah. like you get a little bit of a respite where like something really dramatic would be happening. And they'd like superimpose like cop headlights on the scene. Yeah. And it's like, that's not doing anything for me. Yeah, the coworker pops his head in. What about that beer? I want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was the one. That was the other like only joke. I want to see a fucking pile of snakes next to a five-year-old still body. You know what Dude, I mean? Dude, yeah. So when you so when you text me, so okay. I was yeah, let, let, let's explain to Matt how the process is that we choose the movie. Okay. Because I like that. it makes it sound very scientific. It's not really. Well, thanks for really pulling the curtain ah. back. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Dennis. <laughs> All right. So we put it into our supercomputer, <laughs> and you know, no. So Dennis sent me two picks. What one, was the other one? One was Michael Keaton 9-11 movie. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to watch that. And I was like, I can't do a 9-11 movie. 
I can't do 9/11. You can't do any 9/11 movies. I'm. I was there. Mike died in 9/11. I was there. <laughs> a lot of people don't. Know I was it. there. Yeah, I saw the smoke. <laughs> uh, you know, it was. It, you know, you guys were. You you were there. Where, where were you living then? I was in Buffalo. Okay. So I mean, I was in the state. You were close enough. It was. Yeah, I was in Long Island. I'm not, I'm not, I, I get it. I'm not you a say big. I was there. I could yeah. see the smoke. It's not like I'm not a big 9/11 movie guy either. I don't even know if I really. I just. Are there any I, good 9/11 movies? I, United 93 is not bad. I was really. Is it good? It's not bad. It's like I never saw it. I wasn't crazy about the subject matter of that one, so like, okay, I said, okay. so I said, the guilty. I didn't even look it up after that. I just saw that one was nine eleven. I'll pick the Imagine other. Halfway one. through this, nine eleven happens. It's also nine eleven. Mike's like, fuck, <laughs> man, I can't get away from. No, this. I saw Jake Gyllenhaal. It was a cop nine one one. I said, okay, whatever. The That's trailer fun. made it look better than this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even watch the trailer, but then, but when I was, I was a half when I was when I paused it at a half hour and I was texting you. Yeah. And you you sent like some of the like you know those were the, just the some questions, of the questions that we might come there. up with, and you said snakes in the stomach. I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hadn't got to the snakes. I had, yet. I had not <laughs> gotten to the snakes. <laughs> I don't know no snakes. And I thought you had already watched the movie. So at that point. that's fucking great. You're like, this movie's about to take a hard right turn. <laughs> yeah. So like, I was I was starting to get excited because I thought I was like, oh okay. This is going to be one of those films that's a slow burn. It's going to be a turn like from dusk till dawn. The entire genre of this movie is going to change. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get out of this building. There's going to be a slithering snake next to a dead baby. <laughs> and it's going to be witchcraft or something. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, how do you? You're right. I'm sick of these goddamn snakes in my goddamn stomach. <laughs> the snakes were the guilty ones in the end. Yeah, I don't know about the name. I don't know about the name. Yeah, the guilty, the I guess, is, um, you know. It's him. He's right? guilty. He's guilty. Emily's guilty. The uh, husband's guilty. Uh, yeah, the husband's a nut. Uh, I, I wonder get, how much I they guess. Change. That's a stretch, man. The the husband said at one point well, he's, he's, a, he's like, a convict. He's a he's an ex con. Yeah, he's an ex con. Who is Henry? The the husband. Oh. So you got an ex con marrying a mentally unstable woman who can't afford her meds in the United States of America, where cops shoot civilians. This is a recipe for disaster in my book. Sure. But with all those things that seem very American, you know, bad health insurance, violent cops, very one sided right now. But like how much did they change from the original Danish version? I wonder. Mm. Like it's a good question. Yeah. Like I'm sure they don't have problems. The murder weapons are yo-yo in the Danish <laughs> one. <laughs> well, I feel like also, I mean, I, don't, I, I, I mean, I'm not any sort of expert on European crime. That's why we brought you in. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, <laughs> I like like you were saying before. I feel like it's a big deal. Like I watched that. Uh, yeah. There was like a HBO miniseries about a murder in uh, Denmark. I'm thinking of a different one. Uh, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> but it, I think it is. It's like a Denmark or like a like an Iceland or even like a Luxembourg. Like where it's like one person gets murdered yeah. a year. And Anyone gets murdered in Europe, they make a documentary about yeah. it somewhere. Someone's fucking talking to people and filming shit. You That's know? how few murders there are. For yeah. it. There really are like that few murders, and then you hear about a cop shooting someone in one of those countries. It's a fucking huge deal. Like I don't know what they were trying to say at the end of this movie, where it's kind of like a mid-credit scene, where you were saying earlier you get the voiceover, and it's like, "Today, Detective So and So pleaded guilty to manslaughter." Following four, like they allude to that this is starting to become a thing, where four more officers are pleading guilty to, I guess, heinous acts on on the force, and it's like. Is this supposed to be reflecting real life? Because it doesn't seem to be. Is this a call for people to be accountable? I don't get this fucking Not film. exactly. I mean, that's not the feel of the movie. No, it's not. It doesn't kind of give you that. It sort of gives you a, it's a tough job to be a cop. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe it's supposed to be some kind of, like, redemption for, for Joe. Because 
He knows maybe he's going to plead guilty and go to jail, but at least he saved this woman from killing herself. I right. And after he does that, then he's like, I need to be accountable. But it's a stretch, man. I do yoga. Plus, I stretch. think if a cop uh, pleads guilty to manslaughter, he's probably not really going to jail, right? Ooh, if you know, plead yeah. guilty, I don't know. Plus, I, and again, I'm not any sort of expert, but manslaughter, I think, is like – that's you know that's not murder. That's not yeah. It's not murder. That's not like and you're a cop and you got good lawyers. I'm sure yeah. because of. The but that's what I mean. The why, so the pleading guilty part's hard. Do you keep your pension? So or? maybe he yeah maybe he pled guilty because he's like that's the move really. I've thought about it tonight yeah. while helping this woman. Yeah, he's gone through a lot. He's like yeah, just tell him I did it and I'll cry on the stand and I get to keep, yeah I get to keep my pension. Maybe I do six months. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what yeah I think that's probably the good. Have you looked up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes rating? It's better than I thought it would be. Okay, you already looked at it. I did. All right, let no me problem. guess. All of it never. is way better than I thought it would be. I expected people to like on, shit <laughs> all over the Stop film. giving Dennis clues. Okay. 68% <laughs> is what I think it is. I think you're Not what I think it deserves. I think it deserves like a 30. It's I think you're close. 74. 74? I'm getting better at this. Okay. It's 63 on Metacritic. Yeah, but okay. like uh, Rotten Ro Toms is like the, the standard. Right, right Rotten Tomatoes is 74, but the audience score 48. Coming yeah. around. I think that's a little bit closer. I've gotten some 48s in high school, and that's not a good moment. <laughs> no, 48's not the. <laughs> that's like a real like, well, we're just going to not tell mom and dad about this one. <laughs> yeah. You know, you showed up that day. You showed up. You thought you knew some stuff. <laughs> you didn't even know half the stuff. <laughs> you knew you less than half. half. <laughs> you missed more than half. <laughs> more than half you didn't have. Yeah. yeah. And that's Also, same. was it totally necessary for Joe, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, to be like, Oh, uh, hey, man, technical question. If I go on a different computer, he's like, then he, like, sequesters himself into a room. Yeah. And they couldn't make that tech, the fat tech guy who wants a beer with, they could not make him just, like, funny or likable or goofy. Yeah. yeah so, like, why? What, you want to leave? You don't, like, sitting next to me? What the fuck? I also don't like the idea that 911 operators are so loosey-goosey where it's like, hey, you know the guy who's only been with us because he shot some guy <laughs> nine months ago? He decided to work all night, not his <laughs> shift. He's taking the big office. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he took the corner office, and he's screaming a lot. But you know yeah. what? He says he needs to do this. <laughs> and everything was like, yeah, of course I need that. <laughs> you're going you're to take that call? <laughs> of course I need that call. <laughs> Just fucking do it. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're uh, answering phone calls. Yeah, he cares way too much. Like, you can see why he killed a guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this is how he's reacting to like simple requests. And the, the boss of like the 911 room, uh, whatever you'd call her. Uh -huh. Is he takes a he takes a personal call at one point early in the movie. That's right, yeah, yeah. And she's livid. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody I can't well, imagine so one cop going, Another personal call getting in another guy's face. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't I mean, give a shit. Would you give a shit? I don't care. I mean, no, because I just assume cops can do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, with among especially inside the, their own house. Yeah. You know? Especially like and also it's like she knows that tomorrow is his big day in court. Right. And he's on the phone with his ex wife. She's like, uh uh, wrap it up. <laughs> Why not cut him a little slack, or why not just be like, hey, you know what? It's midnight. We're only here for another two hours. Everyone's worried about the fire. Why don't you get out of here? You got court tomorrow. Yeah, the fires, too. It's I like, that's not. Forgot. What does that have to do with anything? It, it, it comes back once when they're like, do we have air air support? And they're like, no, we can't get up in the air because of the wind. And But that's other than that. Yeah. It's not a true story, so it doesn't really need to be the, the backdrop of the fires at all. Yeah. Like, it's just, I guess. Supposed to be symbolic of the chaos of his life. I don't know. And again, like, okay. was there a f national forest fire in the Denmark version of this film? Or Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely California not. is always on fire. They're like, we might as well include it, I guess. Yeah, it's almost as if a European person wrote this movie 
to fit into what they've read about America. It's yeah. like cops shoot people, California's on fire. Shitty health care. Jake Gyllenhaal. Have, let me ask you, have you guys ever worked at a call center before? No. Because I did in college. It was awful. And I remember my first day, and I wasn't even, I was just calling. I, it was like, what you're, kind of a call you're, center? You're trying to get people to don't alumni to give money to the school. It wasn't even that. Oh. It was this part-time job, and it was like, you know, people used it, outsourced this company for like, like a cable company. It would be like, they would use this company, and you, I call and go, I understand you had a cable guy come by from one to ten. What was his professionalism and all that? It was ah. just really boring and awful work. But I remember my first day being like, God, this sucks. So I just like, and this was before like smartphones or cell phones at all, really, because you know that's how old I am. And I tell so you, I would just like sit there and like do nothing. <laughs> and then like <laughs> my boss came over with like a big like like printout, and she was like. <laughs> this is how much time you have in between calls. <laughs> you can't have that. You got to be making calls all the time. And yep. I was like, so I felt for Jillian Hall there a little bit. Okay. Yeah. They're monitoring. They're monitoring. I did. I did the calling alumni thing in college for a job, and uh, it was actually a pretty sweet gig because it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't that. There was no pressure. Field. Yeah. No. Pre- we worked for three hours a night. This is all true. We worked for three hours a night. We'd get there at six. The first half hour. My boss would just make, have us like drink coffee and we'd just talk. We'd just sit at a table and chill. Oh, that sounds awesome. And then he'd be like, all right, if anyone wants to go smoke a cigarette, go smoke a cigarette, and then we'll hop on the phones. We'd get on the phones for like an hour and 45 minutes. That's how you know Dennis went to an Ivy League college, by the way. With, he would give you cigarettes. We didn't have any. <laughs> I didn't even smoke what really school at the time. SUNY Delhi. Oh, nice. His name was Paul. He's dead now. Rest in peace. He was a good dude. Lung, Lung cancer. Lung kit. <laughs> <laughs> I got gotcha, you, Tui. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Can we get to the he, most obvious joke as he, fast as we oh, possibly can? I'm to shoot down the joke now because I got <laughs> to it first. Yeah, we both. On. No, it's, it's a hack. It's fucking fair. Hacky. fair. Uh, <laughs> emphysema, if I'm going back in time. If you knew about this it's one, the joke, joke might have been different. He once mentioned to us his experience with a cock ring. He was a gay, gay gentleman. Okay. And very soft-spoken, very nice. But one day he starts telling us this story about, like, I was with, I was with a friend one time and he... He showed me something, and he he uh, he pulled out his penis, and um, he had like a, a plastic or a metal ringer, and we were just like, "What?" He goes, "Have <laughs> you ever heard cock ring before?" <laughs> and I stood up and I was, like, "I'm going to start making calls. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to hop on the I phone. Think it's about time we get some of these donations. <laughs> I, I appreciate the lax attitude around here, but maybe we need to <laughs> tighten it up a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're sharing sexual uh, esca- escapades with us, but yeah, like so, we worked for like an hour and forty five minutes, and then he'd always. Like, we were clocked in till 9. At 8.30, he'd be like, all right, let's go home. You guys want to smoke a cigarette with me outside? <laughs> this guy's obsessed with cigarettes and cocks. <laughs> <laughs> he likes cigarettes. He likes cock rings. Rest in peace, Paul. Paul was a good dude. I do um, remember, because, uh, like, you know, even though we were based in, in the suburbs of Buffalo, we called all over the country, and so sometimes I would call to, to people in the south, and when I would get to the quite like, you'd get, like, an old southern man on the phone, <laughs> and you'd be like, was your cable guy well-groomed? And I remember a guy being like, well, grew. I, well, I, you know, I don't. I wasn't attracted to him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not asking if he wanted to fuck the guy. Like, did he look did nice? He, wait, did he have a cock ring? Yeah, did he have a cock ring? On did a, he ask you to smoke a cigarette? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, would you have sex with the guy who fixed your cable <laughs> earlier today? Like, well, I never thought about it, but if you're gonna put me on the spot, maybe. <laughs> yeah, fucking. We're calling people over the phone. Sucks though. Yeah, I don't. I. I can be shitty to him sometimes. I mean, I can't tell you how many fucking calls I'm getting about my car's extended warranty right now. I think I figured out that – I don't know about you guys, but as a comic, if I get a call from an unknown number, I still have that voice in the back of my head where it's like, of course. could be a gig, 
could be something. Especially if it's like like a like one of the New York ones. You see like a two one two or like a nine one six four six. You're like, oh hey now. Yeah, and uh, it is once in a very blue moon. But as of recently, I'm just getting fucking swamped with these calls. And I always answer. And I'm like, mm. hello. And they're like, hello. I'm like, fuck. They got yeah, me. it's not real. I never answer. Never, ever. I never answer. You don't even answer my calls. Uh, that's not true. But uh, I, Yeah, I mean, I, are you one of these people now that just never answers the phone? Are you always screening? Or are you just the, like anti-phone? If, if it's a number, a literal number, not a contact on my phone, that's going to my voicemail. Because I really don't like answering the phone ever. Mm, if I know who's calling, I'll answer. Yeah. No, I, no if, it's, if I don't know the number, you don't get, you don't get me. You don't get to talk to me. I'm sorry, you don't get to talk to me. <laughs> I don't know your nice number. Nice fucking try, jerk. I don't know where you got my number from. I don't know who you are. I like getting <laughs> calls. I hate making calls. I'll never reach out to anybody, to a fault. My buddy, our buddy, I don't know if you know him, comic John Ziegler from Long Island. He's been going through some Ziggy. health issues. I don't know John. Yeah, I'm blowing up his spot right now. He's going through some health issues, like really serious funny health comic. issues. And you, you ever have I that like feeling? You got a big smile on your face when you say this person has health issues. He is. He has got health issues. And it's all going according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> but you ever feel like you know you owe somebody a call, whether it be a friend you haven't seen in a while, or oh, it's like, yeah. oh, I really got a call. I really got a call. I got into another comics car recently, and John Ziegler, this guy who's going through some cancer issues, is on the phone. And the guy whose car I gets into goes, John, Dennis just hopped in my car, not knowing that I haven't heard or spoken to him in like months. And John just goes, oh, Dennis, you know I'm dying, right? <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, I know, man. I'm sorry I haven't called you. I know. Oh, you that's brutal. But it was brutal, but it was perfect, though. It's but that is, yeah, uh, that's such a horrible situation where you have the anxiety of you're like, I need to do something, a yeah. gesture. And no one's life is even on the line. You're not, you know, I don't think I could be a 911 operator. It's too much pressure. It's not a pressure, and it's just like it's 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 like being like a like a line cook at a busy restaurant. Like yeah. it's just gonna keep coming in, and you can't. And stop you keep it. you're probably getting a dozen, two dozen breakfast orders that are all the same, very easy, simple. Like do this, do this, do this, and then you get some fucking woman who's got snakes in her stunned stomach, and <laughs> you're like, like, let me go check the walk-in cooler. Yeah. <laughs> see if we got anything for that. But here's the thing: you're asking questions, right? And they're not giving you the answer to your question. Uh-huh. You're not getting angry. I wouldn't get fresh. I'd be like, uh, you need to give me your location, sir. I'm, t- I'm sorry you need to give me your – like, why take it so personally? This guy starts flipping out. Well, you don't out. got court tomorrow, Mike. <laughs> yeah, but uh, t- tomorrow yeah. he's going to work for another 12 hours. Yeah, that's true. Now, he, uh, he's a little too dedicated. That's what I mean. It's like, who are you saving? You don't know these. And he's making – he's call. like judging, like, don't do drugs. Don't ride your bike don't drunk. Don't ride your bike drunk. What, what are you drunk? Yeah, what have you been drinking? Fuck you. I also found it interesting, too, that, like, the guy, now that we know it's Paul Dano – the guy that still blowing my mind. The, by the guy way. that reports that the his, Riddler. I'm sorry. The Riddler <laughs> that his that his laptop was stolen. Yeah. He says a woman with pink hair got in my car and stole my computer. And then so when Gyllenhaal goes to report, he goes, "This guy got his computer stolen by a prostitute." <laughs> yeah. He just makes her a prostitute. How do we yeah. know it's not just a flamboyantly dressed woman? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea where that one was going. Yeah. I had, I had a, there was some real calculation. <laughs> you could see, see. I was like, do we really want to go? All right. Um, if we had a visual element there, it's like the psh, you freeze it, you turn it black and white, you zoom in on Dennis's <laughs> face, him trying to figure voice out the word. Voice over. You probably wondering how I got in this mess. <laughs> I didn't like how the movie is supposed to be. It seems like it's in real time. And then we find out that like eight hours have passed. It's the morning already. It's like seven a.m., six a.m. I don't like, even know if I noticed that, but yeah. that upsets it me. It felt yeah. like it was forever. It did. It was no, like that's another that's thing. True. I'm a big runtime guy. Mm. 
Like, I think I it's love a, a nice, I think it was a ninety, minute, a 90 minute movie, right? Yes. Was yes. it wasn't it? So when I it saw was. it was ninety minutes, I okay. was excited. I was like, This is great. I, right. you know, I don't have to like I can take my time and it was a long yeah. ninety minutes. Long ninety minutes. This movie made me think of my this is kind of one of the things I judge movies on. Um is like how soon into the movie do you look at your phone? Yes. And also like how soon into the movie do you press pause to see how much time is left in the movie? <laughs> Absolutely. And I think I was right with you where I knew it was all gonna be in this one room, but around thirty minutes I was like, Where the fuck are we right now yeah. in this plot? Like, Cause then I'm thinking I'm doing the math, I'm like, okay, so if ninety minutes, this is what, act one or the first yeah. chunk. And I just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I don't care about this guy. I don't like him. I don't really like him. He's a dick to that other guy who like, was excited to have a beer with him yeah. for some reason. His boss ha- – like, no one likes this guy. His wife's like, don't call me anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was kind of hoping when, when he said to the guy, like, we should get a beer sometime, I was kind of hoping that guy was going to be like, I don't <laughs> even like working with you, dude. Like, everyone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. everyone knows what you did. <laughs> yeah, something like that would have been great. Just to put him back in his place and be like, yeah, I think it could have added a little bit more stakes instead of. I, I don't know. Yeah, there just could have been a couple more jokes or something. I mean, I know it's supposed to be a serious film, and it's just like too serious. And listen, Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job. Yeah, he's sobbing, he's puking, yeah. he's crying, he's got the inhaler. And it's like that old school movie where it's a lot of just the face right in the shot mm-hmm. is the whole thing. And he does, you know, he's a good actor. He's a great actor. You know, but here we are talking a lot of bad things about this movie. Well, uh, it's, bad movie. Not a, it's not a well-executed film. And right. it's, again, we've ev- we haven't seen the original, but like, I just don't understand why you got to remake something that just came out three years ago. I yeah, that's the, odd. I bet the original director watches this film and he's just like cursing to himself in Danish. I don't know what Danish cussing sounds like, <laughs> but I'm sure it's not good. Uh, yeah, so I think I think bottom line, end of the day, don't watch this movie. Maybe try to seek out the original since it's getting much better reviews. Uh, any final thoughts, anybody? Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I got nothing other <laughs> yeah, than I'm with you. It. Like I, I, that was another one of the things I read in reading like user reviews or other reviews. It was like. Hard to recommend this to anyone else. <laughs> Is that what it said? Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie's only for 911 operators yes. and disgraced cops. Yes, yes. That's what I was thinking on the way here. I'm like, if you worked at a... Th- as a 911 operator, you're like, this is my, this is kind like of my, exciting. This is my backdraft. Like, oh, that's just what it's like. That's just what it's like. This is my backdraft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie's not for cops and it's not for cop haters. Yeah, exactly. it's really neither. It, it's just a story that happens to be about a cop. But also just I, I like to imagine a movie enough. theater. Now imagine like a movie theater, like a two hundred seat movie theater filled with cops in uniform <laughs> watching this movie intently and like really into it. And then the moment that Jake Gyllenhaal's character says to his friend, he's like, Just say what you saw tomorrow. The whole crowd's boom and they start throwing popcorn <laughs> at the screen. Start shooting <laughs> their guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can these people find you? Anything you want to plug? I, when is this going to come out? Uh, probably two weeks from now. It's not. <laughs> two no, it's weeks gone. from now. Well, I'll say this. I'll be at the, the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo. Nice. April 24th through the 26th with Joe List. Hometown wow. Boy Makes Good. Wow, yeah. there you go. And that's going to be so fun. fun. Come yeah. on out, Buffalo. April. April. Can't wait. All right. That sounds great, man. You know me. Kings County Comedy, Sunday nights, 8 p.m., Eastville Comedy Club, Grilled Cheese on Instagram. Dennis Rooney 7 on Instagram. That's it. Everybody say goodbye. Oh, wait. My Instagram is yeah. no Wayne in hell. <laughs> no Wayne in hell. Follow just, him. Just in case you want it. You heard it here. Bye. Bye. All right. Let's smoke pot.